no person has the power to have everything they want. But it is within their power to not want what they don't have. To cheerfully put to good use what they do have. The Stoic Seneca. It's time to go back. That's right, Leaders and Legacies has an all-new episode just for you and your ears. Those wonderful listening ears. Yes. This is going to be a very special episode of Leaders and Legacies with special guests. We'll announce who they are when you get into the episode. And for news on Season 2, please check out the end of the show. That's right. Listen to the whole show because, well, that would be nice. So it'll take you about a day to get there. You'll have two days once you're there, and then you got to be out of town. Just making sure there's no, no confusion there, right? Two days out of town. Yep, got the it. Timetable's very critical here. Then you might as well all enjoy the fire, the nice starry night. You can play Guess That Constellation if you want. I'll bet you I'll win that one. Uh, and then set off first thing in the morning. I, I just need to say the roots of tomorrow grow from the seeds of today. How very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bart. <laughs> All right. So at that point, um, the agent known as Sabor just continues to serve anybody who's still hungry once everybody's done eating he collects all the bowls collects the pot and just disappears off into the woods the mage who was sitting at the stool uh, kind of closes his book rolls out a bedroll and stretches out and just you, you kind of hear him going naming the constellations throughout the night it's in a it's almost like he's trying to re reiterate everything that he has memorized you're pretty certain he is absolutely wrong. Half the constellations he's labeling only come out during the, the like late fall, early winter. You're guessing he's probably clueless as to what he's actually talking about. Morgus the dragon should be in the southern hemisphere now. So as you guys have a nice quiet night, um, Sabor comes back and stands watch for the night as you all kind of go through your own shift rotation i'm not going to make you detail it out because none of you have injuries or magic requirements at this point but you each take a shift but you notice that sabor is on shift with you throughout the entire night the next morning you wake up they pack up their side of camp wish you luck and then they proceed to head off in their own direction you spend that day hiking uh you are a good not too far from the Imperial Road, so it probably takes you about an hour, hour and a half to get there. And the Imperial Road runs from Sanrin through the Guardian Villages down to the Elven Capital and a couple other cities along the way. It's the main thoroughfare for trade and uh, movement of goods. So as you guys are walking it every now and then, you see a guard outpost and you've got the formal like noble knights in heavy plate mail with large... Uh, blue plumes that are coming off their helmets and these huge capes that have no practical purpose in combat except for to look intimidating. You guys walk past them, they don't even seem to acknowledge that you're there. Uh, it takes you the better half of the day to get there. Uh, by the time you are rolling into Melkin, there's a small chain of, or small line of wagons and merchants and uh, different you would almost guess they were almost like refugees uh, from the southern parts. Um, if you want to give me a perception check there, uh, Lord Turn, 
16. You can tell based on what you're seeing that these are actual villagers and people who are coming up from the southern villages uh, down near the dwarven borders. Uh, so at the base of the mountains, way to the south. So the fact that they are moving up in this many, this like droves, something must have happened in the south that has them coming up. And you hear mutterings of um, a couple of villages getting sacked and like fighting going on and the protectorate doing some things and the army doing others. And they're just, they are totally not in sync and almost working against each other based on what you hear. And this also kind of jives with some of the rumors you have heard over time. But as you make your way slowly listening, kind of listening in on these stories as they're walking past you, you guys get to the gate and there are two guards standing at the gate and the wall stands about 20 feet tall and there is an archer directly over the main gate um, kind of staring down. Uh, as you approach, um, one of the guards seems to turn, look at you for a second, turn away, look back, look at the refugees, look at you. Uh, lord, turn? It is I. My lord, what, what brings you here? Last I heard you were assigned to the southern halfling hills. What are you... Why are you here? And without your gear? I, I'm sorry, my lord, I served under you in conflicts ago, a couple years ago. It, it's, it's an honor to see you again, but I'm just surprised. I thought you would never leave the service. I am here following the rules of the field everyone else has been asked to bequeath their weapons to uh to the protection of of the guild why shouldn't i i'm glad you have seen the ways of the protectorate sir you might want to consider heading over to the administrative office uh it's on the northern side of town almost out of the gate by on way to uh sanreen uh near near the guild hall the mage guild hall um if you go there, you might actually be able to uh, apply for the Protectorate and join the Imperial, the new Imperial forces. Hmm. I shall... Something to consider. Consider We that. could use one of your skill and experience. Thank you, soldier. I appreciate that. May my delegation pass. Uh, by all means, please don't, don't let me hold you up. Thank you. And good to see you again. And you, my lord. May your day be blessed. We pass through. You pass through. Uh, it is bright and early on day one. The clock is starting. That We hit the easy button on that one. Uh, all right. Um, I pull everyone off, uh, you know, delicately, uh, into a, a quiet corner of the, the, the broad street or wherever we are. We need to get gear. And we need to find the person who will be able to help us with the planning of our attack on the tower. That would be Corellis. Sir. Yes. Corellis will help us with housing, and I think that we should do that first. Absolutely, I agree. So that we have a quiet place to sit. Now, we also need to send... I believe we should follow the whispers of the wind. Thank you, Winston. So perceptive. My wind is whispering right now! I really did not need to know that. To the pristine pony, then, and let's keep our whispering winds to ourselves, shall we? The village you're coming through, once you pass through the wall, you see a 
the largest buildings are about two stories, two windows. You look down, you can easily see the spire, the ivory stone that's cut out and fused. So it almost looks like it's one solid piece of, of stone. Um, very clearly mage crafted and imbued. Um, it is on the opposite side of town, almost all the way to the north. Uh, the village is bustling. Uh, there are merchants, there are traders, there are refugees. It, the, the street is a little on the crowded side on this side. Um, and there is a heavy flow heading towards the center. When you get to the center of town, there's a large cistern with a tree growing in the middle. Uh, it's been filled in. There are uh, different tents and stalls and merchant locations throughout the area, uh, hawking goods. You see the sign for the pristine pony on the far side of the courtyard. Um, it is this elegant white, it, it, honestly, it looks like somebody went to a carpenter and just said, just give me whatever horse sign you can make, write the pristine pony on the top and paint the horse white and we'll call it, call it a day. Um, it, it looks just like generic fabricated everyday sign. Uh, so as you walk up, it's got these huge double doors that look like they are fit for like siege. Uh, so the person who built this entrance, it, it's about seven feet wide and 10 feet tall. It takes almost all the way up to the second floor. When you open it up, there's this huge open space. Uh, you're, you're talking about 75 feet by 75 feet, just this giant open tavern floor. On one corner of it to the northwest, you see this giant stage where there is an elven bard up singing. Uh, she seems to have the entire like first four to five rows of people completely enraptured. Uh, the rest beyond that are so soused at this point. And yes, it's nine in the morning, uh, but they are, they've got their tankards, they've got their pictures you've got barmaids coming out this is a very popular restaurant in uh, for town based on what you've seen there are a number of tables including some that are still open and to the back side of things uh, that are a little out of the way it's uh, you would say it's probably about 60 percent full Fergus Winston mingle around see if you can find any information I'm going to go track down this Corellis wind song and see what I can find. Felter, with me, please. Certainly, sir. I believe it's the woman on the stage, though. Ah, is it? Very good. Thank you. In that case, I suppose we must have a drink and wait for the performance to end. So as you sit down, um, you guys are enjoying the music. Uh, she goes for probably another two or three songs. A barmaid comes by and asks if you're here for beverage or breakfast. Beverage. Breakfast. Or both. Both. All of the above. I say to the barmaid, um, mistress, is or miss, is that is the woman on the stage, the Corellis that we have all heard so much about? Oh, absolutely. She is known from here to Sanreen, and she has such a marvelous voice, doesn't she? She does. She's amazing. Thank you. Yes. She should be done her set in a little bit if you want to talk to her. We would love to. That would be incredible. Thank you so much. Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. 
And actually, Winston, you can do this too. Give me a performance check in your case. 22. Um, 25. So what you both know, she's cheating. Uh, she is good. She is very good. Uh, however, underneath the layers of music and song, there is a charm spell being woven through the audience, uh, through the music. Um, Winston, you've seen this happen once or twice. Usually they are like very exotic bards from the elven nations that do this. Um, they don't rely solely on their musical ability. That said, the audience is still completely enraptured and enjoying themselves. She's still serving her purpose. My lord, her voice is like the melody of the wind, her beauty like the radiance of the sun, and her grace like the dance of the leaves. She is a true embodiment of the elven way, a bard who music echoes in the hearts and our souls forever. But she is cheating. There is a deep magic she is using. A claw looks at you as you say that. Are you saying she's using the elven equivalent of auto-tune? Exactly. You do notice that not a note is off-pitch. Everything is perfect and in melody and in sync. Which is very good because had you guys failed that, you all would have been doing will saves. <laughs> my, my lord, what Winston is trying to say is that she is like a siren. Do not listen to her. It is good that you have warned us all. Thank you so much. As your breakfast arrives, you notice that Corellis is sitting there and go, thank you, thank you all, but I must take my leave of you now. Uh, I will return in two hours for the lunch rush. So please, by all means, enjoy your drinks and your food and come back and see me for lunch. And she kind of steps off the bar or steps off the stage and heads towards the bar, gets a, gets a drink. My Lord, would you like one of us to go and see if we can fetch her to our table? Please, yes, I think that would be an excellent idea. We need to discuss something with her. I will go approach her. Thank you, Felder. Appreciative. So we'll just stay here then? Yes. As you approach, um, she is discussing something. It sounds like she's waiting for someone uh, with the innkeeper and was looking to see if they had arrived. As you approach, um, both of them turn and face you the moment you kind of stop next to them. Can we help you? My lady, I take a slight bow. Oh, bows are unnecessary, my dear. Please stand. My name is Feltor, and I am here representing Lord Turn. We would love to have the opportunity to speak with you. Ah, my my dear Feltor, please come, come, come. Introduce me to Lord Turn. Desperate to meet his acquaintance, please. Um, thank you very much, my lady. I, I, I believe my uh, uh, acquaintances have arrived. I will discuss this uh, and their rooms with you shortly. Um, please, let, let us go this way. Please follow me, my lady. Hot on your tail, she follows you. Kind of her patchwork cloak is like billowing and you can see everybody's kind of, there are a number of looks that are coming your way that kind of like, oh, why is she following her? She should be having a drink with us. So clearly the effects of the music are still in place. Uh, as she approaches the table, she kind of looks around, turns to you, Fergus. Ah, my Lord Turn. You're a little bit shorter than I thought. My lady, please let me introduce Lord Turn. And I point to Lord Turn. Ah. My lord, the Lady Windsong. Good, you look a lot less unsavory. Thank you. All right, so first things first. Um, I have a private dining room waiting for you and back. Let's head there first. Thank you. Please come and follow me. 
she leads you down the side of the room by the time you guys are up and moving you notice that her cloak is spread out across a couple of the chairs at your table uh, and no longer across her shoulders so as you start moving people seem to be not looking at you per se but looking in your direction and then as you move further from the table they are still staring at the table you were seated at clever glamour i like that well you know for bards we like all the attention until we want none of it she takes you along a wall and then opens up a door that you hadn't really noticed was there i mean now that you're looking at it you know it but it, it's not it's very well constructed it's not obvious and as you're walking in she kind of looks at um at you claw and it's like um you may want to duck because it's not as you go in uh there is a formal dining area set up you would say lord's table like very nicely linen you got actual plates and silverware spread out there is a maid in the room um who is just waiting for you guys to arrive and as you come in and sit down at the table uh she turns to the maid and goes you you may go fetch their lunch now for them my lady it's still breakfast fine then get them breakfast i don't care what you get them just go leave thank you as the the maid just kind of bows and heads out it's like okay uh we may speak in here i've already managed to silence the walls so nobody can hear through the doors or anything you are here at the behest of Sabor and Carlisle. I cannot help you very much with the tower itself, but I can provide you this and rooms for you to stay in should you wish to sleep the night. In the meantime, for obvious reasons, it's probably best I not be seen or spend too much time with you uh, because, well, frankly, even without my cape, I still draw attention. Should you need a distraction or entertainment, let me know, and I can try to uh, whip the crowd up into a frenzy for you. In the meantime, the maid will probably return in a few minutes, so keep an ear out for anyone opening the door, and you may discuss privately whatever you wish to discuss. And for the record, don't do it until I leave, because it's better I know less than I know more. My lady? Yes? Is there a back door to this, to your, to your tavern here? Yes. If you make your way back through past the bar, uh, there is a kitchens in the back, and the kitchens open directly into the stables where you can get out. It's where they receive all their shipments. Okay. Thank you. All right. Then if you need nothing else, enjoy your meal, and I will be around. And she kind of bows her way out and steps back out the door and closes it behind her. You realize the moment she closes the door, all sound from the tavern, the laughter, the yelling, the screaming, the songs, whatever, it all dies. Like there, you are in a dead silent, you're in a library. It is quiet. Um, and you are now free to talk based on what she told you. All right, everyone. Well met. Um, anyone have an initial plan, an idea for a plan on how to get into the tower? We're going into this a bit cold. Obviously, we'll need to talk to Selator. No, not Selator. Yes, the fellow in the kitchens who can get us some gear. But after that... That's Selator. Yep. We'll need to speak with Marv. Uh, and possibly that fellow Marv, yes. Um, although perhaps that's a mission for Fergus on his own or at least us a safe distance away 
some company does not prefer to have a crowd around it. I understand that. Uh, but then, then what? We need to get into the magically secured tower and retrieve the key to a way gate. Um, likely to be a crystal, this keystone, as we heard. Uh, we have some magical assistance on our side, of course. Uh, Varen, Feltor, Winston, Fergus, of course. You're going to be our our uh, infiltration support. And uh, Claw, just in case things get dangerous. So we begin the dance of the butterfly, the rhythm of the universe. Lord, I have one request. Uh, I would like to get uh, I would like to get our gear first before I go to the uh, dragon's breath. Uh, don't want to walk in there unarmed. Completely agree. We will go to Selator first and then to Marv. And then to the tower. We'll need to reconnoiter the uh, the area, see if there's anything at all that would get us around without through the front door, which would not be advised. We'd escape that. Possibly... Well, I don't know. I've never actually been there. Has anyone here been there? No. No. Fergus, perhaps you can find some information while you're talking with this Marv and see if there's anything that we can know about the area surrounding the tower. Is there any hidden back door that anyone might know about? Probably not, but just say. Um... Apart from that, I think we're going to have to wing it a bit. Yeah, it's probably better that not all of us go to the Dragon's Pride. Agreed. Possibly a safe distance away, one or two blocks, just in case. But not... Fergus, we'll give you some room, is what I'm saying. I will let you know now, as friendly DM reminder, uh, you are 20 minutes into day one. Let's do this. Yes? So, uh, unless there are any objections, uh, Selator. Yes? Sir, his name is Selabor, just so that you don't, don't offend him when you speak to him. Selabor, thank you, thank you, thank you, Feltor. You are always, always my light of celerity. Thank you. Celebor. And off we go. Yes? Yes. Indeed. Cardinal Cafe. <laughs> All right. So as you guys make your way to the western side of town, um, it is, this is a very church dominant side um you notice that there is a i don't want to call it cathedral but it is definitely a more regal looking building than anything else on this side of town the streets are a lot cleaner and you notice that 
also the streets are a lot less populated. Uh, so the moment you get out there, you see like merchant lords and nobles kind of mingling about. There are actual like protectorate guards now posted at different intersections of this town or this side of the town. Um, as you get closer to the church, you actually see a small little merchant quarter. Uh, which is a little bit, it, not a little bit, it's a lot cleaner than the center of town merchant uh, stalls that you were seeing. These are actual storefronts and buildings, and they actually have roofs over their head for most of them. Um, it doesn't take long before you can start to smell the bakery. Um, and as you're getting closer and closer, you see a constant flow of people coming in and out uh, of this bakery, including a number of robed clerics uh, and priests. Obviously, like they come in from the church, grab their stuff, go back to the church and seem to be just kind of making that looping iteration. As you approach and come into the bakery, uh, there are very few people actually in there for essentially it's just this giant counter. There are uh, two elves and a dwarf running back and forth across the counter. Uh, handing out pastries and uh, these large tankards of, for lack of a better term, coffee. A very rich black and very heavily spiced. Uh, it's, it's probably, you smelt that a lot more than the baked goods themselves. Do you smell that? The scent of freshly baked bread is like the melody of earth. A symphony that awakens our senses and nourishes our soul. Behind the counter you hear, oh, Bloody hails. It's another bard. Come on, lad. Just tell me what you want already. Do you want the pastry? Do you want the bread? Do you want the donut? What do you want? I got customers behind you. One of the other elves sitting behind the counter is going, Actually, we've caught up. We don't have any more customers behind it. Don't tell him that. Let us savor this aroma and be grateful for the blessings of nature. The little dwarf just kind of starts walking off. You kind of see her, her like, she looks like she has just had a bag of flour, like, load in front of her so it looked like she was wearing leather armor then you realize it's just this really thick leather apron and it's got like dough bits like scattered all over she's got like dough in her hair um and she's just kind of looking at you for a second and she's like okay you save her elf he's all yours and just walks off <laughs> and one of the elves walks over going ah which, which are you savoring more? The sweet cinnamon spice rolls? Uh, the delicious honey pastries? Or the sweet smell of sourdough fresh out of the oven? Good morrow, dear baker. I seek a pie of your making with a crust as light as a feather and a filling as sweet as nectar of a honeysuckle. Let it be a masterpiece of flavor and delight for the fittest of the elven feast. For in this humble dish lies the essence of mourning, a reminder of the simple pleasures that make life worth living. Also, we'd like to speak to Selimor. She looks at you for a second there, uh, Lord Turn. I'll be with you in a moment, young sir. First, I must address someone who has such an eloquent partake and ability to describe our goods in such manner. Please, sir, um, what would you, what filling would you like? We specialize in blackberry, strawberry. We even have blueberry, which has been very popular this season. The blueberries are extraordinarily ripe and sweet and doused in a nice honey and syrup. They 
it, it's a dance to the senses. Who am I to ask a, a simple bard to ask a baker what is the best taste? I leave it up to you. Ah, uh, very well. Give me a moment. Let me go talk to my master craftsman, and I shall be back in a moment with the best we have. And she kind of hustles off back into the kitchens. And you're, Celebor, somebody has requested one of your pies, please. Goes in. She comes back out a couple minutes later, and she has this, like, massive pie. Like, this thing is about, like, two feet in diameter. I mean, it is probably the largest pie you've ever seen. Uh, it has this golden lattice that goes up to about a six inch centerpiece. And then you notice that in the center, the lattice is stopped and in a encrusted dragon's head, like engraved into the dough, uh, has been baked into the top of this dough. And she hands it over going, this is one of our finest blueberry pies. We call it the dragonberry. Uh, it is a wonder to behold and to taste. Trust me, you cannot go wrong with this. Pie baked with care and love is like a warm embrace from the earth itself. A reminder of the sweetness and abundance of life. I do like the way you talk, sir. Thank you so much. Please, um, go ahead and give me a persuasion check, Chris. Um, okay, persuasion check, uh, only a 16. That's enough. She's easily swooed. It's like, you know, why don't you go ahead and take this one with you? I'll say it fell off the counter. Thank you. Your kindness is as great as your beauty. Your words speak well of you. Enjoy. And speak well of us when you leave and go to wherever else you're going. We do ship. We have access to the Mage's Waygate. They will allow us to transfer our goods anywhere on the continent. Just let us know. Will do. Thank you. Yes, human. What did you want? Yes, good morning. Uh, we would like to speak to Celebor, please. We have some business with the person that we would like to attend to. Well, me, specifically, but this is my delegation. Feltor in particular, my counselor, my guard if you will i am a lord lord william turn these are my people my lord um but i mean i can i can see I, last i checked he was in on a pie give me a moment let me see if he's available thank you so much i do appreciate uh, your diligence so she turns and kind of hustles back to the kitchen it's like celebore a lord has come to speak to you. A couple moments later, she comes hustling back out. And behind her is this huge ox of a man. I mean, he is like got this massive apron. Clearly, the best guess is he probably eats as many pastries as he sells. Um, he is covered in dough and flour and like arms as thick as tree trunks. Uh, walks is like, what do you want? Yes, Celebor. My name is Lord William Turn. Are you aware of my name? Are you expecting me, perhaps? No. Did you have an order of pies on hand that you needed? 
something like that, yes. Perhaps we should meet in a more isolated space where we can discuss business. That would be advantageous to us both. Soon. Okay. Well, I just put ten pies in the oven. I got another roll of bear claws to do. Some cinnamon buns. Uh, can you give me a couple hours, maybe? No. Okay. Um, everybody go ahead and give me an insight check. Six. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> Thank you, Felter. Dear God. <laughs> Six, eight, 20. <laughs> 12. Okay. So, um, Lord Turn, he appears to be very slow in understanding your meaning. He does not seem to get this whole concept of you want to talk to him privately. Um, Winston and Feltor, he is doing everything body language wise to imply get out of here now. My lord, perhaps should we come back later? <laughs> I don't want to come back. Fine. I, I understand, sir, but he is extremely busy right now and we need to come back later. Elder, I will take your counsel. We will discuss this soon. Everyone, we will take our leave. Thank you. Sir. As you are stepping out, you notice a group of protectorate sitting directly outside of the door eating their bear claws and drinking their coffee let's go nearby enjoy blueberry pie gentlemen um let's let's uh shall we go a block or so away so we're, we're we can keep an eye on the place but not so we're a distraction and anyone's noticing that we're going to keep an eye on the place uh and uh until the protectorate leaves okay so go ahead and so everybody who's kind of lounging casually over by uh like a block and a half away go ahead and give me a performance check for all of you or in your case fergus you can give me a stealth check if you want to just hide straight up for a second there, I saw your 26, Chris, and I thought you were playing like Thandor or somebody going, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, he is a bard. Well, no, no, it totally makes sense when I remember that he's playing a bard. <laughs> and quite okay. eloquently, too, I might say. Okay. So, 20 stealth. So, Fergus, you kind of quietly slip down an alley and kind of stay out of sight. Uh, everybody else, you're kind of hanging out. You've got your drink and you're just sitting there talking about what's happening. The day is beautiful and everything's going nicely. And um, Fergus, a couple seconds later, as you guys are sitting there casually, um, somebody starts tapping on your shoulder. When you turn around, that same like dough-covered, dough like flower-exploded dwarven woman is standing there going, for the love of God, you people, you cannot come into the bakery like that. The protectorate come through here all of the time. You will get my husband thrown into the jail. Who about you is actually serving Lord Sabor? I'm sorry? <laughs> Don't all raise your hands at once. Come on. 
So we are all. We She's are, with Fergus down the alley, correct? He's just like right around the corner. Like you can okay, hear them. So we are, we are okay, so we're all listening to this. Yes. Okay. All right. Lord Darn, that would be you, sir. Oh dear Lord, don't send another bloody Lord into this into the shop. That'll only draw more protector. Happy not to. Perhaps this would be a good job for Vernon, sir, the cleric, along with the gazillion other clerics that seem to walk in and out of that building. That sounds more reasonable. Did Vernon, would you mind? Pick the dwarf. Everyone looks us. I'm totally with you there, brother. I don't mind. Send me on. All right, come on. Come, lad. Come with me. All right, so she essentially grabs Vernon by, like, the scruff of his robes and just, like, dragging him behind her. Um, so, Vernon, she takes you, kind of weaves through the alleys around a couple of the buildings and then pulls you down an alley behind the bakery and pulls you in through kind of the loading door of the bakery. In there, you see Celebor with what looks like a giant pizza spade kind of shuffling pies around inside the oven. Um he sees the dwarven woman come in it's like thanks Elise go go man the front I'll deal with them <sighs> all right when you guys try to covertly get things that aren't supposed to exist inside of a city might I remind you walking around in force with a known lord is not necessarily the best idea I'll pass your advice on big baker boy <sighs> well all right, so what do you need? Sabor told me you were coming. What you need? We need to get into a place with a grapefruit-sized crystal. All right, Celebor's just looking at you going, all right, lad, I would love to help you. I can get you a key. All right, okay, okay, I'll be right back, I'll be right back. I run out, I make a couple of missed turns, I figure out where the alley is, I find my friends and say, what do I tell this guy? He's asking what we want, what do we want from him? Most of what you say goes over my head. <laughs> what do you mean, what do you tell him? We need equipment. We need equipment. <laughs> We all need gear. We don't have anything left. The wizard took it all. This guy is supposed to help us get gear. If he asks how much money we have, we only have 250 gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just whatever weapons people wanted. Okay. <laughs> oh, good God. I'll be right back. Hey, stop. I've been writing out a list while they've been talking of exactly what all of us actually handed over and hand it to him. All right, give me your list. Give me your list. It shouldn't be that big a list. It was really just arms and armor, right? Yeah. I, I saw it being handed over, so there it is. There's the list. Okay, I run through the alleys, I make a few missteps, I find it again. Baker Boy! You're back! 
I have a list. Okay, that will help. Personally, I feel naked without my hammer. That's the top of the list. I want my hammer. I want a hammer. Maybe some axes. What we're looking for, we're looking for weapons. We're looking for armor. For me. Okay. And my quote-unquote friends. All right. So, um, let's start with the weapons. Um, you need, what? I assume your lord needs a sword. Lord sword, yes. Uh, your little your little shady friend there at the bottom, he probably wants a couple daggers or a sword or a rapier he or something. He gave me a list here. here. Um, a list. Okay. All right. So he starts kind of looking through the list. Um, okay. Well, it's going to be about 200. We have 250. 275. Well, you're going to have to take some of the stuff off if you want it only for 200. I can't do that. I mean, I'm having to recruit a couple, uh, let's say, less, less than savory people to uh, liberate this from the protectorate. So... What can you get me for 250? Well, we would... Well, I would say you lose the chain mail. Um, for both you and your lord. Um, High Pockets is going to want his chainmail. I'll never hear the end of it if he doesn't get his chainmail. Um, well, really, 250 is the lowest I could go. 275 would get you, like, you know, an actual suit of chainmail rather than just a chain shirt. I know a lot of people who love baked goods. I can send them your way. Give me a persuasion check. 23. I'm a charming dwarf. I hate you and your persuasion checks. <laughs> you keep doing this to me. I can get you the gear. I, I can throw in one suit of chainmail for 250. The other one will have to be a chain shirt. That's the best I'll be able to do. I thought we were talking about 215 and people who will come and buy your wares. You could cater. I already cater. Okay. So best offer. I will do 225 and throw in two chain shirts. All right, you got yourself a deal. All right, where do you want them? I mean, typically we bundle all this stuff up into a giant barrel and send it as a shipment to a place. I can drop it in the sewers below any of the inns. We can have it uh, deposited in back alleys, but if we put it in a back alley, you might not see it like it might be taken are there sewers near the steam pony that one could visit without too much attention the prancing pony i don't know what are the ponies 
Yeah. Yeah, you can if you get out the the pristine pony. You're good. Um Yeah, there there's an entrance right outside the back of the the inn. There would be fun. I can get them there tonight by midnight. One of us will be waiting with the life of the money. All right. He hands you back your note saying, I don't want that thing in here. I know what you need. I got a good memory. Okay. okay. You drive a hard bargain. Chain mail. 250 will do. One, suit, one full suit of chain mail, one chain shirt, 250. I'll have it in place. Do you have any extra uh, chain uh, uh, on the side? Short, just a little bit of chain. If there's any extra. I'll see what we can come up with. If not, not. I won't press. Right. We'll see. I'll see what I can come up with. I do respect your cause and your mission, and I know what you're here to do. So I will. It's just best if I don't have any like documented or any evidence left behind. So I'll, I'll, I'll get it in place. Don't worry about it. You're welcome to insight check him if you want, Rob. Twenty. Oh, yeah. he he's being honest uh, he he does believe in your cause he will get you everything at the best price he can so he will he will get it there if if he gets caught he can't make any promises but if if he's not caught there will be a barrel underneath the end waiting for you with all of your gear baker boy thank you shakes mm -hmm. his hand firmly flower off here don't here take this and he hands you a basket of cinnamon buns you can't leave a bakery with no baked goods it looks too suspicious even by the back door attend to detail i like that it's how i've stayed alive all right thank you all right someone waiting and i uh return okay. to the others and tell them what happened all right so he has promised you gear under the tavern or under the inn in the sewers in a giant barrel seal. For those of you who know me well, you know that I'm a huge fan of the Canadian rock band Bare Naked Ladies. They had the hits such as One Week, Another Postcard, Brian Wilson, and The Old Apartment. While I don't normally quote Tyler Stewart, back in 2008 he did say something that resonated with me. And that was the phrase, you never know what's going to happen on the cruise. 
I think this was a very succinct way of summarizing the song, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. Sometimes you just need to make yourself open to what the situation provides you and enjoy life for what it has to offer. So, I hope you're out there enjoying your week, and hopefully it'll be full of surprises, because you never know what's going to happen on the cruise. Now all the fun little bits. Check the show notes down below to find out about our webpage, leadersandlegacies.com, our Patreon site where you can support us for as little as, I believe, $3, and you get rewards for doing so. Also, check out our Tee Public store. That's Tee Public slash Leaders and Legacies. Also, follow us on Twitter for all the latest and greatest. And one thing I did want to add this week is that if you're interested in actually playing some D&D with me, I'll be DMing a public game under the uh, handle Dave. That's on startplaying.games. See the show notes below to find out how to sign up for that. We are not affiliated with Wizards of the Coast or the Boy Scouts of America, although we do highly recommend both organizations as your life will vastly improve with both of them in it. Our show art was created by Jenna Vincent. Our show logo was created by Catherine Evans. Additional art is licensed from Shutterstock.com. Music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. And never forget to remember, I'll pass your advice on, Big Baker Boy. <laughs> <laughs>